Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang, I do hope you're well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. Let's crack on with today's first story. Now, today's first story comes from Mike and Vic, Mick and Vic, who says, My 23 female best friend, 23 female, confessed she had an affair with my boyfriend, 23 male. The story doesn't check out. I'll try to explain the situation the best I can, even though I am myself really confused. So it all started a few months ago when my best friend Kim started questioning the liberty, more like trust, I give to Mike. I don't make an issue of things that would normally be inappropriate for some people. I trust Mike's character and believe he will make the right choices. I also know I'm the jealous type, so it'd be better to just let go for me and trust. I'd rather he strays than behave because I am watching solely. However, Kim kept trying to imply that he could be cheating on me and that I would have no idea. Her ex cheated on her. It was in high school though, so I guess she tends to be suspicious. Now, why of my boyfriend? I thought it was because she was looking out for me. She's also friends with him, so surely she knows he is not that type, right? I know anyone can cheat, but let's agree that some people are really less likely to. Mike and I have been together for three years. He's my first and I love him very much. He's both a lover and a friend to me and our relationship is a source of happiness to me and him too normally. Mike has never given me a reason to doubt him, never lied about serious things, just insignificant things like saying he's arriving soon at my house when he really just finished showering. Basically, the idea of him cheating is foreign to me. We had strong and clear boundaries in place. I would be mindfucked if he did knowing the type of person he is. But then again, most betrayed thought like me anyways. Kim had been bringing it up on and off for the last few months. And a few weeks ago, she came to stay over. She dropped the bomb on me that supposedly Mike was cheating with her. At first, I felt really numb. I cried, I screamed, berated her and drove to Mike's house at 2am. She had shown me texts on WhatsApp with his name and it was very clearly cheating. They'd been together for six months. He'd meet her on Mondays to have lunch when he told me he usually has lunch with his parents. They apparently snuck out on New Year's Eve to fall around. I did lose sight of both of them at one point at the party but found him with his friends later. I confronted him in this hysterical state and he just looked confused. He kept denying up until the end. When I left, he was still denying everything. I don't use WhatsApp, but he used to. However, because of family problems, basically group chat issues it seems, he deleted it two months ago. So he had no way of proving to me he didn't cheat unless calling his parents to confirm. But at that point, judging from his reaction, I already believed he didn't cheat. But I also couldn't believe Kim would lie. She's been my best friend for years. She always had my back. I would have trusted her with my life. That night we called her. 
She had left shortly after her confession, in which she cried like a real culprit. And Mike confronted her, but she kept to her story. She told him to admit it, that she couldn't continue anymore, couldn't do this to me, etc. They just kept arguing and I asked her if she ever slept at her place at one point. And she said he did on a day where he was supposed to go meet his friend in a neighboring city four months ago. But turns out that weekend in question, he was indeed supposed to go, but chose to stay with me as I was having some issues. We spent that weekend together and I really don't think he snuck out of the house at night. I also sleep while holding him tightly and I would have felt if he had moved. Though her story didn't check out. I told her that and she says she must have confused the dates. Apart from the text, she has no other proof. However, she seemed really hurt that I wouldn't trust her. There is a big hole in hers. Well, except from the WhatsApp message being deleted, there is nothing else that is suspicious for him. His texts with her are normal basic comrade stuff and have been for a month. I can't go further up on his phone to retrieve texts. They're not deleted, it's just like that for some reason. Now Kim and I don't speak to each other anymore. Mike is beyond furious at her and I am confused. I believe my boyfriend but I just can't wrap my head around the idea that Kim would lie like that and for what? She's good friends with Mike too. It's not as if she disliked him. A small part of me wonders if I did not clear the wrong person but really Mike would have to win an Oscar if he can feign innocence so well. I know my last option is for him to get his mum to confirm but at this point I wonder if it is really necessary to drag her out and drag her in our problems. There are his friends too but as much as I trust Mike he really did cheat those guys will protect him and lie until the end i could also contact kim and verify it is his number listed on whatsapp but i don't think mike would appreciate that after the scene i caused that night he was more concerned than understanding the mad but that's because kim was my best friend he could see how i take her words for the truth but would someone really invent months of conversations just to break a relationship what was she doing texting herself am i right to believe him am i being blinded by my feelings I know there isn't a clear question, but in this situation, what is the next step for me? And we're starting the comments from Not a Kitten, who says the premise is flawed. If she was really your friend, she would have not slept with your boyfriend. So either one, she is telling the truth, equal she is not your friend, or two, she is lying to break you up, equal she is not your friend. Therefore, she is not your friend. That's kind of my thinking as well in this. What is her end game to this situation? If she's trying to break you up for whatever reason, like maybe she's jealous of your relationship and just wants to see you broken up, she's still going to lose you as a friend because she's claimed that she's cheating basically and ruining your friendship that way. But if maybe she's trying to break him up to get with him, why would he get with her after she's made up these lies? But Boats Float says, find a way to bring up these Monday lunches in a casual conversation with his parents. Give them a call asking about gift ideas or something. If their response is something along the lines of what Monday lunch is or we haven't done that in ages, you'll know something is up. If not, you have further proof that your friend is lying. Zephyr says, I might be misinterpreting, but it sounds like you've got the right of the situation. It would be easy enough to fake WhatsApp conversations if you have another phone. If you didn't, check the number against a WhatsApp account, then it's easy enough. Is it possible she was jealous of the trust you're able to have in your relationship. I think at this point, you have to realize that you couldn't trust her as a friend anymore and continue to go no contact with her. Toyota Racer says a lot of this can actually be resolved easily if your boyfriend has Android phone with GPS enabled. If you Google location services, I'm on a mobile at the moment, so I can't link. You can literally see where he had been since he started using an Android phone. You can even break it down by date and time. 
one of my closest friends who was cheated on by his girlfriend. By using a combination of this and her texts and emails, we're able to get a clear and precise picture of her lies. This info is automatically saved unless he decides to delete it, so I would strongly recommend not giving him a chance to delete. In my opinion, your friend sounds like she's having the typical, I'm single and my best friend isn't so I need to break them up syndrome. Even if it's true, would you still want to be friends with a girl that slept with your boyfriend instead of giving you a heads up? It takes two to cheat and she doesn't respect you. Your friend is an untrustworthy person. You should cut all contact with her no matter what the outcome is. So OP does update the post and they said, so I'm updating so I can leave this story behind and move on. Thanks for all the advices. After reading all the answers, I just decided to verify if he really does have lunch with his parents on Mondays and ended up doing almost everything proposed. This morning, I called his mum to ask if I could join them today and she was exalted. I didn't tell them I was coming and he was really happy to see me there. We had lunch at his parents' house, which is where they usually eat. In the end, I managed to verify without going behind his back and alerting his parents. At one point during lunch, I said, it's awesome how you have this Monday tradition or something like that and his mum just kept going on about how it's a way for them to catch up with each other. They, him and his siblings, are so busy all the time and to share some family time. She lamented to the fact that his older sister often couldn't make it to their lunch because of her unpredictable schedule. I got invited to join the tradition but declined since it is their time to be with their son and I don't want to intrude on that. Honestly, I felt really comfortable and I felt like part of his family so I had a great time. Mike indeed does have lunch with them every Monday. We decided to clear his name once and for all this afternoon and he downloaded WhatsApp again on his phone. The last message he exchanged with her was from three months ago. Maybe some got deleted automatically. They barely communicated through WhatsApp. I did not see any hole in the conversations and most were about me anyways. Like, have you seen OP? She's not answering her phone and stuff like that. On her phone, there was a profile picture when she showed me the text, but his was blank and he said he never put one. Which is weird, but that's his type. She tends to contact him first, but just does that to everyone anyways. And there was nothing flirty, just hello, hey. When we were finished, he asked me if I was feeling better now and to just come to him if I have other doubts. This afternoon, he reminded me why I'm so attached to him with his care. He didn't get defensive at any time and even left me with his phone as I was still searching. Tried the GPS thing, but nothing came out when he went to buy some cake with his mum, He teased me about putting a keylogger on his phone. I feel reassured and hope Kim will stay away from us now. A part of me wonders why she just did invent this whole story. I'd rather keep this question unanswered than bring drama into my relationship again. A lot of people suggesting on this one, you know, sometimes you don't need to know why and it can be unhealthy to know why because it opens up more questions. But from my point of view, I think that would drive me mad not knowing why she was doing this. I mean, likely a sort of jealousy of some sort. But again, what was the end game to her plan? What did she expect at the very end of all this? That drive me crazy, I think. And I was really surprised by the amount of people relating to it and been through a similar story as well. What do you guys make of this situation? Have you ever been through something similar before? Had jealousy from a friend or something like that? Let us know your thoughts down in the comments below. Let's move on to another story. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Now, our next story comes from the Am I the Arsehole subreddit with no update on it currently. From Careless Evidence 46 who says, Am I the arsehole for having a surprise wedding at mine and my husband's engagement party? Background, my father, 66 male, suddenly passed away in February. It's been a big shock and adjustment for everyone. My now husband, 35 male, proposed on my 33 female birthday in March. He'd already talked to my mum and dad about it. I'm not a fan of big parties, so... Husband and I decided to do a small celebration for our engagement. Have a nice meal at a fancy hotel. Everyone can dress up. The more we planned and the more we talked about it, we thought it would be fun to just get married. We've been together for coming up 10 years. Neither of us wanted a big wedding, so we thought a small surprise wedding would suit us. Especially with my dad passing away. I didn't want a traditional big white wedding. We invited 10 people. My mum, sister and her partner. His mum, dad, brother, his partner and daughter. And we also invited our best friends, who are also in a relationship. All goes to plan, everyone arrives, and they're escorted into our reserved room, where they see a sign saying, Welcome to the wedding of husband and OP. Everyone is surprised. Our officiant gets people in places. Husband and I walk in together. We get married. Both mums sign the marriage certificate. We go for our sit-down meal. Everyone seemed happy at the time. People were laughing, saying they should have expected it. We had a photographer there to catch their reaction, ceremony, and pose pictures after. We went away locally for a small honeymoon. When we have gotten back, both my mum and his mum have pulled us aside separately to say they were disappointed in us. That we had taken away their opportunity to be with us when we chose a venue, did wedding planning stuff. They are both especially upset they never came wedding dress shopping with me, which I ironically didn't even do. I bought an emerald green 1950s bodycon pencil dress online. It was the first and only dress I tried on. Am I the arsehole for taking away everyone's chance to be involved with the wedding? Now, in my opinion, absolutely not the arsehole in this situation at all. It's your wedding and I think it's absolutely amazing that you did this. I, I'd be so excited to walk into that room and just walk into a surprise wedding. I think that's amazing. They can be upset all they like. I think it's pretty selfish of them to do so because simply it's not their wedding. They can be disappointed for themselves that they was looking forward to wedding dress shopping or planning the wedding and all that sort of stuff. Not that they was entitled to it in the first place. Sure, there can be a little disappointment, but they should still be absolutely happy for you. To take you aside separately and say that they're disappointed in you, to taking away their opportunity is absolutely not on. I think doing the wedding your way, the way you want to, is the way that it should be done. Okay, it says, not the arsehole, your wedding, your way. Your mums can feel disappointed, but this suited you two. You both agreed that this minimalized the insanity and pressure that a big wedding can involve. 
Both of you are happy. That's really all that matters. How your mums you two could have eloped and no one would have witnessed. Congratulations. Previous werewolf says not the arsehole. It was your wedding, not their opportunity. They shouldn't be making you feel guilty when you did what you and your husband wanted to do, which wasn't a big traditional wedding with a traditional wedding gown and such associated traditions, such as shopping for the dress. I now hate the word tradition. They need to realize that it wasn't their wedding and they should be prioritizing your happiness over their own desires. Congrats, by the way. OP responded saying thank you. Someone recently told me that traditions are just peer pressure from dead people. I don't think I can look at traditions the same way again. Beck says, together, you and your husband need to have a conversation with the mums. Mum, mother-in-law, while we appreciate you didn't feel included in the planning, our wedding was precisely what we wanted. Something very low-key with the people that mean the most to us. It hurts that you're making our wedding about you after the fact. It was a lovely ceremony, celebration, and meal. Please stop commenting and attempting to make us feel guilty. Not the arsehole. Portia says, no one's an arsehole here. You got the wedding you wanted. Both mums didn't cause any problems. And when they had an issue, they expressed it privately. What sounds like without a bunch of drama. Rendalyn replies to that one and says, I had to scroll too far to find the first not the arsehole comment. The mums are allowed to express their emotions and Opie and partner did nothing wrong in having a surprise wedding. Now, if one or both mums were insisting on a redo wedding or really dragging out the topic, complaining to everyone who will listen, posting on social media, bringing it up every time they talk, etc., then they would be the arseholes and OP not the arsehole. But it sounds like this was a normal conversation between parents and kids and no one is an arsehole. So, not the arsehole here. And there was a lot of people saying not the arsehole is underused on this and sometimes some people don't need to be arseholes and I do understand that point of view. I kind of felt like in this story that they were disappointed or whatever it was because they wasn't being a part of the wedding planning it, wedding dress shopping, etc. Presuming that they're going to be doing that. It's kind of a little bit arsehole to me, but I don't think I would ever presume I'm a part of someone's event regardless of who I am to them without being asked first. But who knows? What do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. And let's move on to another story. Now, our next story comes from Three Kids Am I the Arsehole, who says, Am I the Arsehole for not giving my husband a single hour off on Father's Day? My husband, 36 male, and I, 33 female, have been married for eight years and have three kids, five, three, and a one-month-old infant. I'm currently still recovering from my planned C-section, and it's taken a lot longer than I had hoped. I'm not on bed rest, but pretty darn close. Unless it's to go to the bathroom or changing or feeding my baby, I'm pretty much sitting or laying down. I don't like it, but it's what my body needs to heal right now. Both my husband and I sit on maternity and paternity leave. Obviously, that means that pretty much every other aspect of our lives falls on my husband right now. He's been doing a great job of taking care of the older kids and making sure everything in our lives is running as smoothly as it can given our circumstances. He's also great about taking care of the baby and giving me breaks as much as he can. But I can tell it's starting to wear on him mentally and physically. Neither of us is sleeping well. I swear he looks like he's lost more weight than I have since the baby came. Due to me being pretty much immobile, I can't really go out of the house to do anything without assistance. So I wasn't able to plan anything really fun for Father's Day. I did help the older kids making cards and ordered them some nice steaks to cook though. I felt bad because for Mother's Day, he bought me a six hour pregnancy spa treatment and took the older kids out of the house all day so I could have peace. But on the morning of Father's Day, I was feeling worse than usual as I had to strain myself the day before to pick something up off the floor and I aggravated my incision. So I was laid up all day. 
Again, this meant my husband had to do literally everything that day. By the time he got the older kids to bed, I could tell he was irritated and upset. I told him to try and relax for a bit, but then the baby started fussing and he jumped up off the couch, grabbed the pillow and screamed into it. I tried to calm him down, but he just kept freaking out about how he's at his wit's end and he needs a break and I couldn't even find a way to give him a single hour of quiet on Father's Day. I started crying and he just looked at me and walked away to take care of the baby without saying anything. After he took care of the baby, he came back to me and apologized, but he said he needs a break and he's going to talk to his family about taking the older kids for a week or so and that he's just disappointed his Father's Day was spent running around doing everything for everyone else. He didn't even get to cook his steaks. He ate cold pizza for dinner. I asked him what I was supposed to do because it's not like I can move or leave the house and he said I could have looked into a sitter for the kids or made them sit with me and watch a movie for an hour or so. He could have just had a sliver of time for himself. He said he feels like his needs are at the bottom of the list and he just wanted to feel like he matters for one day. Dick Whitman says you're the asshole, you are a recovering mother which everyone should understand but I've spent 30 seconds reading this and I already thought, why didn't she coordinate with a friend or family member etc to take the kids for a portion of the day? That takes bare minimum effort and shows you how you care for your man on his day during this period when he's been getting the job done. Hindsight is 2020, but again, you're the arsehole. A throwaway says you're the arsehole unless you left it out. You didn't even console your husband. He broke down in front of you after weeks, maybe months of doing a lot on his own. Your only response was, well, what was I supposed to do? Side note, those answers are obvious. I thought of his suggestions midway reading this. Hamler on the go says, Oh my God, as an OB nurse, the only things we tell you not to do for six weeks is not picking up anything that's heavier than baby. No sex or do chores that require abdominal work. No mopping, vacuuming. You are 30 days post-cesarean. You can do dishes. You can fold laundry. You can do some cooking. You are way milking this and walking helps healings. There's no need for you to be on bed rest. Outrageously Penguin says, Somewhere between no one's an arsehole here and you're the arsehole. You're both in the thick of it right now, but he's not wrong that you could have figured out a way to make sure he got a break. You can call and text potential babysitters from bed. And like he said, you could have had the kids with you for an hour so he could relax. I'm not saying you're a monster for not making it happen, but you should make it up to him. He's clearly on the verge of a complete nervous breakdown and badly needs a break. But now, I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. Now, just a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for getting involved in today's stories. Your love, your support, your time always means the absolute world to me. So thank you so much. And hopefully we'll see you in the next one. Take care and much love. But then along came a time when you crushed my dreams Oh yeah, you played me like a fool And you made me believe that the line between love wasn't thick enough to read Oh yeah, you see we in despair, crime everywhere You're selling false hope cause you just don't care Nah, uh, you just don't care Nah, 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 you just don't, just don't care Uh, you just don't, still selling false hope cause you just don't care 
boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.